Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie And uh, welcome back to uh, Tip Today. Your questions are rubbishing science, Fran, on climate change, and he is not being questioned at all. This is making reference to Tom Tracy, who spoke to me. Um, I think you might have gotten the complete wrong end of the stick where this is concerned. Tom Tracy is very passionate about sustainability. His, His book is all about that. But he is questioning what's accepted as being the answer to sustainability and to climate change. And I thought he's making some very good arguments there. And we often have opposing arguments to that as well. So there's almost balance across the board here on the programme. But it's very interesting, did you not think, what he was saying about electric cars? I mean, you know, it's it's, it's pushed on us all of the time now that the answer to this is have a million electric cars on the road by 2030. And, you know, it's part of a suite of issues, all right, but it is part of the way to sustainability. And he's saying, yeah, that's all grand, but look at the carbon footprint of presenting you with a an electric car. Look at what it costs by way of... Anyway, there you go. Um, I'm, I'm getting a little a little excited about that. It's, it's a Tuesday. What can I say? Um, the man's letter, it's not always mother's uh, issues, Fran, but it, it can come from lack of confidence when young and fear of rejection. And this is about the, the gentleman who found issues with intimacy. Uh, Patrick was on to say, God, Fran, I don't know if having a son had an effect on my mum's uh, cognizance, but uh, I certainly taxed her brain over the years, God rest her. Uh, but I don't agree that girls look after their mums better. And I know that Patrick looked after his mum extremely well indeed for a long period of time. So there you go. And again, that's making reference to Professor Jane Ogden, uh, whom I spoke to in at the last hour of uh, the programme. Now, let us move on. Joining me for our holistic slot is uh, Alison Byrne. Uh, good morning to you, Alison. Morning, Fran. Good to talk to you. This week we're going to discuss family dynamics and the effect it can have on uh, relationships in uh, your life. Um, Would you tell me about this? Um, What do you mean when you say that? Is it where you you are in the family by way of younger or older or male, female? What do you mean by that? Okay, that's what's come into it. What we're talking about is the relationships you have when you're starting off, when you're just... um, tiny baby and every every experience is new so every experience is big if you had similar experience when you were two it's a little less big because you have a lot more to dilute it from okay mm. so that means then the relationships that you have from the time you're born are imprinting on your mind on your unconscious I should say as uh, this is how life is so if you have um, a good relationship with your mother and a bad relationship with your father, you're imprinting in very simplistic terms. Uh, women are good, men are bad. Wow. Etc. Yeah, I know. Right. And some people think they aren't capable of taking in this information, but they actually are. And we all do. And are you saying that without even thinking about this all that much, it's imprinted upon us? Is that is that it? Oh, yes. Absolutely, that's the way it is. Because we have other experiences in this life stage. So that's what we're taking in as this normal, this is how life is. So then, sorry, go ahead. 
No, I, I was going to say this plays into a conversation we had with our agony ad just a few moments ago because one of the letters was about a gentleman who has found all his life, he's in his 60s now, but he found any real intimacy very, very difficult indeed because he had issues with his mother when he was a child. Yes, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. So whatever happens as a child in the family, you don't have power to be able to say, well, I'm fine, I'm intact, I'm, I'm grand. We Children can't do that. Take in what they're told. They believe if they're told they're no good or whatever, you know. Now, that's, that's the we'll call it more extreme cases of abuse and all that. That's really going in very strong. But I'm talking across the board with every every relationship. Um, the vast majority of families are good. And the vast majority of parents what's well, best for their children and act that way. Every single parent does things that don't agree with later on. It's a. It's just we're human. How we relate to siblings does that play into this too? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I was talking about the parents because they're the, the biggest influence in the average child's life. Yes, siblings definitely do, and it doesn't matter where you are in family. Sorry, it doesn't matter. But even the the older children can be bullied by the younger children. It doesn't ne- necessarily go down the line. You know? So, what we do is. Are usually not able to manage it as a child, so we recreate similar circumstances as an adult in order to work through them. But this is subconscious, obviously. So what that means in reality, you mentioned the man who had difficulty with intimacy. So his relationships with other people are based on his understanding of what a relationship is, which is based on how things were with his. I'm going to say that horrible primary caretaker. You know what I mean, though? Yes. His, his mother. So how could he have a really good, wholesome relationship with other people if he's basing it all on something that isn't working? Now, the the gentleman in question is now in his 60s and he's mm-hmm. attempting to do something about this at this point of his life. But can you do something about this very oh, yeah. early influence on you? You can do it at any stage. At any stage. In, in most people's lives they will be okay. They won't have a whole load to manage. And part of the experience of growing up is learning to cope with difficulties and getting through them and being okay. You know, the average person with the average parents who <laughs> such thing, who um, isn't out to hurt them, who hasn't been badly with themselves, will be okay and have relationships that are good. They mightn't be absolutely perfect, but you can't even find what that is. So we're not going there, you know. Um, mm. I just want to point out that no parent is perfect. If that's what a parent is trying to be, just take the picture off yourself. You're not going to be because you're human. Right. So, you, you so you're, you're never going to have a perfect situation, I guess. You're never going to. But if, it, if it's good enough, that's what we look for. Right. Good enough means that you're able to uh, function as an adult in various areas of life and um, you're okay. Mm. But if you have like a problem like that poor man yes, you can certainly work on it at any stage children are brought to, to different sorry yes and it is part of the issue I mean at least in this man's case he's aware of what's yes. going on um, is that an issue though you, you might be going on have a lot of difficulties but not be aware of the connection and not be aware that possibly you can do something about this and that is so common it's sad that is so common and you end up having a lot of difficulties in relationships. And not just in um, personal relationships, work relationships, and every 
necessarily you're in a, a team. And the team will represent, sorry, every situation that you're in. If you have a, a difficulty with your mother, you find somebody who acts like her in every situation that you go into. You'll find her in the workplace, the sport, in the group of friends, etc., etc. And that's because on an unconscious level, you're drawing in people who are similar so that you can do this work so that you can overcome the difficulty and be the stronger person that you actually want to be and the happier person that you want to be, importantly. So, it, yeah. And uh, tell yeah. me, how, how do you do something? So some advice on this then, Alison. Okay, well, the, the, the more, um, uh, well, I was going to say normal, but that's not allowed anymore. Mm. Um, the more common um, things that people might do is go to counselling. They're mm. aware that there's something there to be counselled, yes. you know, and that will work and hopefully identify, oh, this is where those things are stemming from. So work on the original issue rather than the, or as well as the current ones. Mm. The way that I would work with it because of, of what I do is I would do either healing which is allowing energy like Reiki energy to flow into the client and the energy itself and go in and work through the, the difficulties and help the person to be stronger in themselves therefore they're sending out different vibes therefore bringing in different relationships that's one way. But there's the other things like um, cutting of ties cutting of ties is very uh, simple powerful and quick you can cut the negative ties with whoever the original person was and some people Sometimes people don't realise the original um, uh, difficulties with. They come because, um, say, they're having dreadful difficulty with partner. And when you tease it out a little bit, you can see the similarities between that and the difficulties with their mother or father or somebody major in their life anyway. And when you say cut ties, you're talking in a spiritual sense, are you? Yes. 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 We have energy ties between us and everybody that we relate to in life. So the, the bigger the relationship, the stronger ties. And every single tie is a mixture of positive and negative because that's us, you know. And if it's mostly positive, but if there's too much negative, you cut the negative ties. Also, no matter what, you will have had good um, uh, benefits from the relationship. No matter how good it was, there's been so good has come out of it. So you hold on to that. And it doesn't matter if you cut the ties with, let's say, your partner's boss. And it's really your father that has started the source or your father and then your boss has mimicked it for you. Once you cut the ties with that energy, you'll find that you're not attracting that type of person into your life. And so it's a good way uh, if you realise what's going on. And then the three other things, it depends if a client like that, I will talk with them and see which way to go. It could be a past life issue that we need to work through. Could be Haven, you know, we just do whatever it is that emerges from the chat of um, which is the best way to that's address a, that's this. That's very now. interesting. Sadly, your line has been uh, breaking up on us a oh little dear. bit, Alison. If, oh if, if people would like to contact you, how how can they do that? And um, my website is alisonburnhealing.com mm-hmm. and my number is 086 all right, Alison, we look forward to speaking to you again, hopefully on a, a better much. line. You look after yourself and thank you for coming on with us today. That's Alison Byrne, who is an holistic uh, therapist and a very popular contributor indeed to the show. So apologies about the uh, quality of that line today. Jimmy was on to say one shower a week and the country saturated with water. What next, says Jimmy.
Um, just listening to Fran on the radio about dating, I'd love to join a social dancing. Does Fran know if there are any locally to Thurless as I'm in my early 50s? A lot of social dancing um, around. I'm not sure about uh, Thurless anymore. But certainly Cashel and Feathert and, uh, you know, up uh, north Tipperary, there's a lot happening uh, as well. I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll take your number and uh, I know there's a lot of text services telling people when social dancing is on and I'll make sure you get included in that if that's uh, OK. Uh, we're importing uh, millions of tonnes of fertilisers along with GM grain to feed livestock. Our so-called healthy grass and grain is produced with deadly chemicals. Animal nutrition, including B12, is now a big industry because they're no longer in the soil and the grass. The cheap food industry is destroying itself and the planet. Organic food doesn't cost the earth says Martin to us today on 083 Pat joins me now. Good morning to you, Pat. Morning, friend, and to your listeners. And good to talk to you today. You're making the point, well, you're introducing us to a piece that's in the newspapers today from the, uh, will you tell us about that? It's about the Pope there encouraging people to uh, not eat meat on a Friday. Mm, to reintroduce that old Catholic uh, um, uh, rule, I suppose. Is that is that what Yeah, well, we kind of grew up like we always had mm. um, one day a week we'd eat fish there and it'd be always on a Friday, mm. so the fish shops would be always packed on a Friday, so it was part of our thing. And I suppose the, the church is trying to introduce this. Mm. And, um, and do, you, do you go along with this notion yourself, Pat, reintroduction I of this? I go along with it to a certain extent. There was kind of, um, now we do need to have a balanced diet, and I suppose that was part of the thinking there before, is rather than eating meat most of the week, um, that you had a balanced diet, and at least one day of the week, uh, which was Friday, you had fish. Mm. Um, but I suppose I spoke on the programme there a while back there about uh, one of our best products is our meat industry. And it saddens me, and I don't want to uh, insult anyone, but even these veggie burgers and this kind of thing, they don't go down with me. As I said, I, 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 I don't take them at all. I probably do like the, the meat. And uh, as I said, um, this was just a church, basically. I don't know where they're coming at it from, um, this uh, balanced diet or what way they were coming at it, but uh, I just saw that and I just brought it to your attention. Yeah, it's and it's an interesting one, I suppose, from a few... Uh, but I, I wonder how many people would go along with that now, considering that there's... You know, well, the I'd churches are, are, are pretty empty an awful lot of the time now, so do yeah, you think we'd be guided by this? Yeah, but I think what's um, kicking in big time in uh, Ireland at the moment is the cost of living. So whether people like it or not, um, they don't have a choice of meat. So I don't know, is the church trying to address that look and trying to come up with their own handle on the cost of living? And sure, look, you don't have to have meat on a Friday. So if you don't have meat on a Friday, don't feel hard done by. Because I see myself, like, as I said, um, I would have been... Um, but I have cut down. Um, it is for health reasons, but as I said, it is for financial reasons as well. And like I would never, ever have bought in supermarkets before, uh, but with cost of living, I find that I'm buying, but I'm fine, you know, and I would have all, always supported uh, 
butcher shops and always be guaranteed quality. Um, but what you call it, uh, you, you have to sacrifice that now, do you? You have to sacrifice because, as I said, it's tough going. And uh, you spoke on the radio this morning about several things, but the government um, are seemingly not getting the message with uh, the struggle that people are going under. And I can see it on a day to day. I can see people just picking up stuff. Um, maybe it could be reduced. It could be anything just to try and cope. Uh, and I don't think the government are getting that message across. And I, I think what was said there this morning is even with the way they've handled the whole uh, refugee uh, thing in Ireland, and um, they've kind of battled the uh, the people against you know the refugees, and it's wrong. And I've said yeah. all this before. Fintan O'Toole made it. that point. As I say, I wouldn't often agree with him, but he, he he made that point and made it very well in the Irish Times today that maybe our homeless need to be treated as refugees. Yeah, because there is a divide, and I said this at the start, that we need to handle this properly as a humanitarian uh, thing, so um, they've handled the whole lot very badly, and like, there shouldn't be this divide. We do recognise that these people are fleeing war, that we do have... Uh, and you spoke about the legal thing, that we have um, a legal right to uh, put a roof over these people's heads. We have a legal right to feed them and clothe them and Mm -hmm. heat them. But, like, I don't know where the social welfare thing and the bus passes and all this, because, again, it's dividing people, because you had a, a man there on... Um, is it John was his name he was uh, he's dying he's suffering from a serious disease and he had to fight for a medical care that's right and and as I said it comes across very badly that like the likes of this one of our own has to fight for a medical care and like this government then we just hand them out nilly dilly to everyone and anyone coming in the man you Um, refer refer to is in stage 4 cancer in fact uh, yes yes that's uh, right Uh, John Wall is it Exactly. And that's not to take from the fact that, you know, looking after people, I think, is a a very good thing. But you're saying it has, there has to be fairness about it, is that? There has to be fairness. And I said this at the start, is not make a political football out of this. And they have made a political football. Because anybody that had a house, um, they're now 400 euro, now 800 euro. Anyone that had a hotel, um, they basically gave the two fingers to the tourism business in this country. They said, look, we know you've spent a fortune on the tourism business. We know it was a valuable thing that uh, implied an awful lot of people. But we're giving, uh, we're putting all this effort into this and filling our hotels with this. Like, you would be guaranteed, if you were going to a top-class seminar in Dublin years ago, you would be guaranteed the City West Hotel would be the venue. So to see that downgraded to that is a real reflection mm. on the input that's put into tourism in this country, and it's an it's a real it really sums it up for me. To see well, you a see, hotel. you probably could look at it two ways. You you you're saying downgraded, but other people might look at that and say, you know, that it's a triumph in terms of what we're trying to do for people here, and you know that overall it's a good thing. It's a triumph that we're tackling um, and we're dealing with the refugee situation, um, but it, 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 it's, a, it's a downturn for... You see, for instance, like Carrick and Shure, that they have only one hotel. From what I gather, every room was filled there. So well, you had well, we don't... We don't I don't want to talk about specifics. Yeah, hours, but you like know, you yeah. had people coming here and come here regularly uh, because they're from areas. Mm. And when they come here then on a holiday to visit their loved ones, there's no hotel space. It's given a very negative thing. So, like, as I said, if this was handled differently, 
there wouldn't be this divide that Trinton O'Toole is talking about. And I didn't want this. And this should have been prevented. And this should have been uh, taught about when they were dealing with this, to deal with this properly. Because, as I said, we do not want this divide. These people are fleeing enough without the divide uh, between them and us. We don't want this. And when we kick in on the housing side, which I said shouldn't have happened, we're really um, aggravating that situation. So the government needs to think sensitively on this and needs to think of it from both sides, from the Irish as well as the refugee, and there needs to be an integration uh, with both. Uh, Pat, I must leave it there, but thank you indeed for coming on with us today. Thank you and good morning to you. Uh, Somebody saying meat on a Friday was to help the fishing industry. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I think it was very much a Christian uh, thing, the notion of the sacrifice of flesh for humanity and all of that, if memory serves me correct. But uh, there you go. Um, Somebody else saying, have you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Have you tried to buy fish recently? Well, I haven't, but I believe it is very expensive, in fairness. Uh, thank you for reading out uh, my query, Fran. Is there dancing in the Temple More Arms? Every single Monday night there's dancing in the Temple More Arms, and uh, Dan and all the team up there will look after you extremely well too. Um, Joan was on to say Tullerone, which is just outside of Erlingford there. They have social dancing every single Thursday night. It's in Shawnee's, isn't it? In um, uh, Tullerone there, uh, says somebody else to us. All right, lots more coming in. I'll take a break. Back in a moment. Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter, or email tiptoday at tipfm.com.